Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Draw Control Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by incoming senior on the Kent State women's lacrosse team, Jackie Wolford. Uh, last season, Jackie was on the first team All-Mac and won the 2021 Mac Freshman of the Year Award and also finished 26th in points um, in the NCAA nationally. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Jackie, and how's everything going? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, it's all good. Summer has been crazy. Today's been crazy too, but I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm happy to have you on. And how has your summer been going so far? And do you have anything fun planned, whether it's lacrosse related or not? Yeah, so I actually um, just got back from Australia. I was playing lacrosse over there. I was with um, an organization called Beyond Sports. So I got to play with other um, collegiate athletes, well, lacrosse athletes. Um, so we played a couple games and got to sightsee. And I'm also coaching a club team here in Columbus. And then I'm uh, I have an internship too, um, based with like exercise science. So I'm very busy. That's for sure. That's awesome. What's Australia like? It's one of those places I've always wanted to visit. Well, um, the people are a lot nicer. That is for sure. <laughs> um, everything's flip flopped. So um, you drive on the opposite side of the road and you walk on the opposite side of the street too, which uh, sort of threw me off. But it's very similar. America it's just things are nicer people are nicer it's a little bit healthier too so but it was nice being there so yeah that's coming that's crazy coming from you because I feel like Midwest people are the nicest here in the U.S. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're they're even nicer in Australia that's awesome I do want to ask did you get the chance to see any cool animals like kangaroos or koalas or are they not around where you were we so we went to a zoo um we got to see koalas um, some kangaroos, a wombat, and then some other animals too. So that was nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, in regards to your lacrosse training for next season, what are you hoping to work on uh, to get ready for the next year? Is there anything that you are trying to improve on the most, I guess, uh, for next season? Yeah, I think definitely um, working on my dodging and more shiftiness. Um, I'm a pretty, uh, I guess, physical player, so I like to use my body a lot against my defenders and so I think I'm trying to work on more dodging um, to get around my players and just increasing my speed too that's always been something I have always worked on but um, definitely dodging and being more shifty. Now being a senior in the team next year what type of leadership do you want to bring are you more of a vocal leader or lead by example type of player? I'm definitely more of a lead by example uh, I was a captain this past season um, and I'll get to be one again this coming season. So I'm definitely more of a lead by example, but I'm hoping that um, this year I can be more of a vocal leader just because I know people look up to me and I need to be that voice too sometimes. So definitely um, I'm trying to incorporate both. So I sort of want to transition now and talk about the beginning of your lacrosse career and sort of work all the way up to where you are today. So uh, you're mm -hmm. from Columbus, Ohio. Talk about growing up there yep. and how did you start playing lacrosse? Yeah, so Columbus is a pretty uh, big hotbed for lacrosse, uh, men's and women's, and there was even a professional lacrosse team here at one point. Um, but I grew up in a family full of lacrosse players. My dad and my uncle both played, and then they coach, and then my, my older two siblings played um, all the way through college. And so I've been around lacrosse for my whole life. It's sort of been in my blood. Um, so I had really no choice not to play lacrosse. So. Growing up, um, I was always 
on a field, no matter what sport, mostly lacrosse. Um, I always had a stick in my hands uh, and I was just always trying to play no matter who I was playing with, but I was just always trying to play. Did you have any favorite players or teams that you liked watching growing up? Um, I didn't. I mean, we watched lacrosse, but I mostly watched my siblings. So definitely my older brother and sister were probably my favorite players um, just watching. And then um, like looking back, definitely like Kayla Trainer, She's a pretty good player when she was in college. And so um, I've looked up to her as I had even as I'm still in college trying to learn from her. Um, but she's definitely one of those really good players I like to watch. So. Now, like you mentioned, you grew up in the lacrosse family. As your dad, brother, and sister all played lacrosse, um, how did you guys sort of motivate and compete with one another, but also learn from each other as well throughout your cross careers? Because obviously you're sort of in different stages as you guys were growing up. Yes. Yeah. So my, I know my brother and sister definitely um, motivated and competed each other with each other a little bit more than with me um but they both have been really big in motivating me and helping me become the player that I am just like my dad my dad is my high school coach um and my club coach and so he's sort of my personal trainer so all three of them they really helped uh, motivate me and get me to where I am today um now I've tried to push them too just with coaching I'm trying to help them too if they need any little tricks um or tips anything like that but um They've all been there for me throughout my whole career. And no matter what, they'll still give me a hard time, even if I do something right or wrong, and they'll still give me feedback, which is always nice, um, especially since it's not coming from my coach. So it's always nice to have them always there motivating me and pushing me to be the best player that I can be. And obviously, as the youngest sibling, do they ever tease you or chirp you a little bit in the dinner table sometimes? Uh, sometimes. Uh, most of the time it's like, why didn't you do this? Or like, you could do better at this. Um, and some people even like to say that I'm the best lacrosse player out of all of them, which I think it's sort of funny just hearing that from others. Um, Cause I mean, they both played division one lacrosse and I'm in the same boat, but they all say that I'm the best. So which is sort of funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, before college, uh, you played for your high school. Um, named Worthington mm -hmm. Kilborn. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, talk about your high school lacrosse experience there and what did you take away from that? Yeah, so I had a, well, except my last, my senior year because I got taken away by COVID. Um, my high school career was a very good one. Um, I'm, I set a lot of records, which I know records aren't everything, but I left my name definitely um, in the record books there. But I think all that it comes from having good teammates um, and good players around me. Um, my dad, like I said, my dad was my coach. So I was with him all the time and he was always helping me um, be the best that I could be. And I learned a lot from the older girls. And then as I got older, I was able to help um, the younger ones too. And it was, I had a lot of fun playing in high school because high school lacrosse, it's not super serious. It's more fun. Um, so I, definitely had fun and it's more it's not all about the wins and losses because I don't really remember a lot of them I remember all the memories we had like a spring break trip where it was like freezing and hailing and we all were still having a really good time so it's all about the memories and I sure had a lot of good ones and we were hoping and we were planning to win our state championship too or my senior year but 
COVID took that away. So we still talk about that all the time, but nothing we can do about it now. So what's like the best memory you have from your high school um, days? Um, I think I don't have like one like core memory. I think it's just, I loved going to practice every day um, and seeing my teammates and having fun because that's, that's really all I remember from high school. Obviously I remember some of the games, some of those losses, some of the big wins too, but I think it was just going out to practice each day and having fun and doing those drills that you love to do and that you do like over and over again. Um, and just, being out there with the people you like to be around and just having fun and playing the game that you love. So. How did your high school lacrosse experience help prepare you for college with Kent State? Yeah, I think it really helped me. I think it helped having my dad as my coach because he really helped me. He he set me apart from others, I guess I would say. Um, and so my transition from high school to college, it, for me, it was pretty smooth because I felt like I could already play with some of the college players because my, I had really good stick skills because that was something we focused on a lot in high school. Um, and so my high school career really set me up for success um, and it's helped me um, be the player that I am today. Now you also played volleyball and basketball in high school. How did mm -hmm. playing those other sports help you in lacrosse and talk about being a yeah. high school Hall of Famer? Because I said that you were in the Hall yeah. of Famer. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I sometimes forget that I'm in the Hall of Fame, but I'll see my picture in the hallway at school and I'm like, oh, there I am. I'm in there. But I mean, it's pretty it's a pretty cool honor to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, not a whole lot of people get to say that they're in their high school Hall of Fame. Um, but um, playing volleyball and basketball, those two sports, um, they really helped me, especially basketball, because basketball um, helps a lot with lacrosse, with defense. Um, and same thing like with pick and rolls um, and just playing man on man or helping on defense. It's really similar. Um, so that was really helpful. And then volleyball was more of my like fun sport. So um, I had a lot of fun and I learned a lot about like teamwork um, and working with different people and different um, personalities, which helped um, me take that into lacrosse and also like being a leader as well. Cause I got to be with different people each season of the year. Um, and so it, when I, when it came to lacrosse season, I knew how to handle, um, different people and different personalities. Yeah. And also it gets rid of burnout too, which I've been told that a lot of people now don't play multiple sports, which is pretty crazy. No. And we like to say, like, at least I personally say that we want kids to play like as many sports as possible. You want to be a multi-sport athlete because if you only play lacrosse all the time you're going to get burned out and it can cause more injuries it can cause all sorts of things and playing multiple sort multiple sports makes you a more well-rounded person and a more well-rounded athlete too so now talk about your recruiting process with Kent State and what made you want to go there versus other schools you might have looked at yeah so it's sort of funny Kent State was the last one of the last schools that I had reached out to I was um Looking at like Cincinnati and Tampa, um, Grand Valley State, which is in Michigan. Um, and I was looking at those and I was like, okay, these are pretty good schools. And then I reached out to Kent State and I went up and visited. And it's just, it seemed like the perfect place for me as soon as I 
stepped on the campus. Um, and the nice thing too, is that it's not too far away um, from home either, which I didn't want to be super far away. So that's why that's one of the reasons I chose it. Um, and I love my coach, um, coach Brian Tierney. She's an awesome coach and I loved um, having her as my coach. And ever since I stepped on campus and talked with her, I sort of knew I had a feeling that that was the place that I was going to end up. But uh, my recruiting process took, it takes a while for sure. I was, I committed pretty late. So usually you commit like in December or January and I didn't commit until um, that July. So before my junior year, no, going into my senior year, because you get contacted September 1st or junior year. Um, and so I, I was a late commit, but I took my time and I found the right fit for me. And what was like sort of the biggest adjustment you had to make to college lacrosse coming from high school? Yeah, I think um, for the most part, it was just the speed. Like um, the college game is just so much faster. And even as I'm still playing in college, I watch some of the best teams in the country and I'm like, wow, they are so much faster than me. Uh, and it's crazy just to see how, even though we're playing at the same level, how much faster they play. And so I think I was right with all my teammates, college teammates with my stick work and my dodging and shooting and all that stuff. But I think just trying to adjust to the speed of the game and how fast everyone plays, that was definitely took some time and was an adjustment. Now you get to play in the MAC. Uh, what's it like being in that conference and just the competition that you face every game? Yeah, the MAC is a, it's a, Nice little conference. I guess it's not super little, but it's not as big as like the Big Ten or anything like that. But um, everyone, every team in that conference is always competitive, um, no matter what day it is, no matter if a team is 0-10 or 10-0, it doesn't really matter. Everyone's competitive um, and everyone will give you a game any day. So it's really fun playing in that conference because, you know, you can't really just roll by someone. You always have to give your best. Um, and it's it's just fun to be in that conference. Now, your team improved a lot between your sophomore year into your junior year, going from six mm -hmm. wins to 11 wins. Uh, from your perspective, what was the key uh, for your team's success this past season? And what were some of the improvements that your team made uh, to get to increase your win total um, statistically? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, after last season, when we had only won six games, I think. The seniors that had left um, and the team that was still there, we all had a goal in mind to win a MAC championship. Um, and so we knew that going into the fall, um, we knew we had to change something. And I think one big thing was that we all believed in each other more and that we believed that we could win the MAC championship because we were a good team. Um, we definitely bought in more to each other and to what our coaches were telling us to. And that, um, we all realized that we had a shot at winning a MAC championship um, and winning some more games. And so I think we definitely surprised ourselves this year because even though we had a feeling we were going to do well, um, we still surprised ourselves with some, some of the games that we probably didn't think we could win, but we won. Um, and so I think it was just the whole mindset type of thing. Now, in the last two years, Kent State has lost to Central Michigan in the MAC playoffs. I sort of want to ask you, what have you learned from both those playoff games that is going to help your team out in the following yeah. years? Yeah, those two games, I remember them very vividly because they were 
terrible. So, um, I definitely, you know, like those two games are definitely always in the back of my mind, which, um, I try to use it as motivation too, but I think just learning, at least from this past year, we sort of sat back, um, a lot. And so we didn't really attack them as much as we probably should have. Um, and a couple of things too, are like, we have to be able to win um, the draw more and keep the ball um, in our possession too, which always helps because when we have the ball, they can't score. Um, and that is sort of flip-flop during those two games. So definitely, I think just working on ourselves and working on how to take care of business and how to stop them from going on runs, um, which was a big thing because if you score one goal, it can be hard to stop multiple goals. So definitely just stopping their runs and then just trying to get the ball and having it um, in our possession more. Now you were one of the best attackers in the country last year. Uh, so I want to ask you, what are some of your strategies to create separation and get good shots and passes off and how do you sort of practice them? Yeah. So I think um, for me, at least I like to focus a lot on my stick work um, and just in shooting. I'm huge in, into shooting. Um, and I think for me, it's, I have to be able to read my defender a lot more and read my, um, teammates defenders, because if I can't do that, then it's pretty hard for me to score. So I think, um, for me, it's seeing that space and recognizing and like, it's a good time to go. Um, and not like if we're man down, um, and pulling it out. So being able to just recognize what's going on in the field. And then when I have the ball and my stick, um, the nice thing is that my teammates give me space and room to go to the goal because they know that I am able to put the ball in the back of the net um, and then I can score for them. So I just read my defender and I use my body pretty much um, a lot more than I know some attackers do because um, some defenders aren't expecting a body coming at them, but I use my body more um, just as protection of my stick and then I use that way to get around it and then I tend to just I take out the goalie and I can find the back of the net. Now what was the biggest improvement you made to your game uh, since uh, starting playing college with Kent State uh, when you sort of look back to your freshman year to now? Yeah um, I think my freshman year I sort of was like one mode I think Um, I only knew how to do like a couple of things but I think now and that I've I have a little bit more experience I know how to do multiple things now so instead of just always doing like a question mark when I'm crease rolling I can do a hitch or I can do a question mark um, or I can step back and shoot it so the defense they don't really know what's coming um, and the defenders don't really either and I add like I've added on to my game like by taking more draws um, and even riding more and sometimes (laughs) I'll get thrown on a defense which is sort of fun too but um, I think I have more modes that I can go into and I'm not just always staying at one mode and I know when I need to bump up my level of intensity. Now, this is the draw control podcast. How have you enjoyed doing those? Yeah, Yeah. I love taking the draw. Now they can be tricky. Um, Sometimes I go up against some really good draw takers and I'm not sure where the ball is going to go, but most of the time um, I know right where I want it. I usually I'm a self drawer, so I like to put it up right in the air so I can get it. Um, and I I use my wrist a lot, so I do a lot of one handed stuff, um, which not a whole lot of other draw takers do. 
um, just because they're not, they're not comfortable with that. So I think that sets me apart when I take the draw just because I'm always looking for that one-handed reach. Um, but I definitely do love taking the draw. I know it's something I can improve on, but it's, it is fun to take. Now, what are your team's goals and expectations uh, for next season? Um, we're definitely expecting to go back to the MAC tournament. Um, definitely hoping to win the MAC championship too, especially regular season and for the tournament. And then going to the NCAA tournament. I know that was one of our goals this year, and we fell short of that. So I'm hoping that um, our incoming freshmen and everyone that we have on our team now will be ready um, to get back to work and hopefully get get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, so we're now in a segment I like to call the non-lacrosse segment, where I ask you some non-lacrosse questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the field. Mm -hmm. uh, first one is, if there was a movie made about your life, uh, who would you want to play yourself? I was having a hard time coming up because I'm not, I don't pay a whole lot of attention of like actresses or whatever, but I was talking with my mom and she was um, said Jodie Foster or like Helen Hunt, who's in Twister. And I think they're both pretty good actresses. And I even said, like my sister, even though she's not an actress, just because she knows yeah. like all about me and my whole life. So I think that would be pretty easy too. <laughs> I'd probably pick like Tom Cruise just because I think he, I like his movies a lot. And it'll be cool to say that Tom yeah. Cruise played me in a movie, even though we probably yes. look nothing alike. So <laughs> that's uh, okay. <laughs> speaking of movies, getting transition to TV shows, what is your guilty pleasure TV show? Yeah. Um, I love watching Below Deck, which is on Bravo reality TV. And then I also love watching The Great British Baking Show. Very relaxing. Uh, I could almost watch it all day, too. <laughs> Mine would probably be like Hawaii Life on HGTV. I think that's a fun show Ooh, yeah. to watch. And I always like to act like I can afford and buy these houses that I have no <laughs> chance of buying anytime soon. So that's always yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> Now, what is the most underrated holiday and what is the most overrated holiday? Um, I'd honestly have to say I think Thanksgiving is pretty overrated. I mean, I like Thanksgiving, but I feel like people really overrate it all the time. Um, underrated, I'd probably say the 4th of July. I know it's a big one, but I love the 4th of July, so I think that's definitely underrated. I got to disagree with you on the Thanksgiving one. I think that's properly <laughs> rated in my opinion. Um, but I definitely agree with you with the 4th of July. I think that's very underrated holiday. Um, my overrated yeah. would probably be Valentine's Day just because I don't think it's a necessary holiday to have. And it's just sort of annoying yeah. to have to go through. So um, I would say probably that one if I were to pick one. That's a good one, too. I like forgot about Valentine's Day. <laughs> now, uh, who has the best style off the field on the Kent State women's lacrosse team? Um, I'd probably say Zeta Crumpton. She's one of our, um, she'll be a sophomore this year. She always has the best clothes and she's always looking very cute. So I'm like, okay, I think she has the best style. We have some pretty good, uh, people of style on our team though. So yeah, we're lucky. I'd, I'd probably say Jackie Wolford. <laughs> I don't well, see, thanks. I don't see the off the ice stuff or off the field stuff, but I will say like, I feel like the stick and stuff looks super cool. Well, thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Um, probably the Sydney Opera House since I was just in Australia. That was pretty uh it was a pretty interesting 
um, I guess, architecture, building, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, it was very cool. So that was pretty neat. Uh, for me, just NHL draft stuff, I thought that was pretty interesting to sort of watch yeah. and see who got picked. Um, yes. Getting back to some lacrosse questions now, what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse from your perspective? I think um, one thing is just getting more sticks in people's hands. I think the more we can um, grow the game by just helping girls play lacrosse and introduce it to them, I think the more it'll grow. Um, and getting it into the areas where there is no lacrosse, um, I think that'll also help just so that they know what this sport is. And that way they know that if they want to play, it's there for them to play. And so I think the more we can introduce lacrosse to girls um, and just get it out there, I think the better off the sport will be. And for all the younger players listening to this, what advice would you give them on what it takes to be a college lacrosse player like yourself? I think it's doing the little things, um, getting outside your comfort zone, definitely playing a lot of wall ball, working on your wrist work, your stick work, because I think some of the best players in the country have the best stick work. Um, and if you don't have a good stick, then you probably won't go very far. So I think putting in all, a lot of time and effort um, and just working really hard, it should take you a, a long way. Well, do you have any shouts want to give uh, to your teammates, family members, or friends, and who should we have on the podcast next? Um, well, I have, I'm pretty lucky. I have a pretty awesome family that supports me, um, all the way through my season, my mom, my brothers and sister, my dad, my, all my family. So I'm pretty lucky. Um, and my team too. They're a pretty awesome team. They're very supportive as well. Um, I'm trying to think of someone, um, one of my teammates, Allie Lee, she's awesome. She's from California. She's a little energy plug um or spark plug sorry not energy but she's awesome uh, i think she would be great to talk about too awesome we'll definitely reach out and uh, see what happens but i just yeah. want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast jackie it means a lot to myself um you're a great per player and person and i just want to let you know yeah. that and uh best of luck next season and i really enjoyed our conversation today yes thank you thank you for having me on